the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. As believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is vital that we possess the mind of Christ. How do we do that? By consistently studying and applying God's Word daily. We are compelled to let the mind of Christ be in us and assures us that as the children of God, we can have the mind of Christ. The question is, do we exercise this God-given gift daily? No matter what is going on around us, we should not fear, but trust God because He is with us from our beginning to our end. There is no wiggle room here. Either we trust God or we don't. We must know that no matter what we see or hear, we can have the mind of Christ. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy, and listen closely as Pastor Rander teaches us today. When you fail to cultivate a spiritual mindset, your mind will be held captive by the enemy. Only when you have been set free from the bondage of sin will you be able to think with clarity. So many of the minds of Christians are held captive or in bondage. And if you're going to break that bondage, you have to acquire spiritual understanding. You have to become enlightened. The word of God helps you to receive spiritual insight. And when you're in the word, you experience freedom from Christ. That's the only way you can get a breakthrough and experience freedom in your thinking, which leads to uh, freedom in your life. Filling your mind with the truth of God's word spiritually revives you. Filling your mind with the word of the living God, it spiritually renews you. Filling your mind with the word of God refreshes you. And it gives you spiritual freedom. Starting with freedom in your thinking. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When you allow the, the, the Spirit of God to rule your life, to guide your life, when you allow the Spirit of God to sift your life, to purge your life, to cleanse your life, then liberty comes. Then emancipation comes. Then freedom comes when the word of God is permeating and saturating your life. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Beloved, it is critical for the Holy Spirit to rule, reign and govern your thinking, which liberates and brings freedom to your mind. Your mind is either enslaved and held captive or is free. I have never seen so many minds that are confused. I've never seen so many minds that are disturbed. 
I'm, ta- I'm not talking about the world. You know, they, they're out there. They're hot mess. But I'm talking about people who say they know the Lord, they're deceived. I've never seen so many people, so many lives. They have, their minds are troubled and restless. If your mind is held captive or enslaved by drugs, if your mind is held captive and enslaved by pornography and negativity and unforgiveness, if your mind is held captive by evil thoughts and sensual thoughts, social media, entertainment and politics, then you need to pray and cry out to God to liberate your mind so that you can be an effective husband, an effective and efficient wife and parent, co-worker to the glory of God and be greatly used by the Lord in his kingdom. John 8.36 says, therefore, if the son, who is the son? Jesus Christ makes you free. You shall be free indeed. Only Jesus has the power to free you out of captivity. God wants you free. God wants you leaving out here light as a feather because you are free. God wants you to shout. God wants you to laugh again. God God wants you to experience the zenith of life. Beloved, if you possess and activate the truth of God's word in your life, then you will have clarity of mind. If you possess and activate the word of God, say, you know what? I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to live by it. I'm not going to play with the book. I'm going to really be serious about my Bible. Then you will have clarity of mind. You will gain wisdom. You will gain understanding by this book. You will gain spiritual discernment because of meditating on this book. The ability to identify sin comes as a result of meditating in this book. And you will think biblically because of this book. You know why we, we can all be reading the same Bible You know why we all go into the same heaven and all these things? But when the issues of life come, you think one way, this I think one way, and and this I think that way, it's because we don't think biblically. We think the culture. We think politics. We we think public opinions. And it becomes so divisive. The real issue is we need to get on the same page biblically and theologically so that we can have the same mind. How are you going to have the same mind without the Bible? How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, you'll never get on the same mind. There are some churches, politics has ripped the church apart, ripped conventions apart, ripped denominations apart. If we're going to be on the same page, then all of us must have the mind of Christ and be pursuing the words of Christ and the theology of Christ to the glory of Christ. Uh, We are going to just be at each other, have our own views and have our own thoughts and have our own opinions and our own feelings where I feel. Well, God is not concerned about how you feel. You don't govern your life by your feelings. Your feelings. Huh. John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth. As a matter of fact, John 17, 17 says, thy word is truth. And you shall know the truth, says John 8, 32. And the truth shall make you free. That's why I'm preaching so hard during this fasting and prayer time. And God was moving in this series even before fasting and prayer begins because the word of God brings conviction. I want to see Maranatha liberated. I I want to see you working to capacity for your heavenly father. 
No longer you want to be dragging on God. It's time for you to get some spiritual pep in your step. How many of you can say amen to that? Well, let's transition and I'll be done. How do believers minister to their minds? You say, well, Pastor, you hear about ministering to my mind, ministering to my mind. Can you please tell me how can I minister to my mind so I can think better, act better, behave better so that I can keep it together? Okay. Number one, believers minister to their minds when they listen to the voice of God. Believers minister to their minds when they listen to the voice of God. The Gospel of John chapter 10 verses 3a and 4 says, the sheep hear the voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. The sheep knows the voice of their shepherd. Another voice can come and and say, come move. They can make a certain sound and they will move somebody else that's far into those sheep. They will not move. They only respond to the shepherd's voice. Verse four, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. The shepherd goes before and lead the sheep. It's my responsibility to lead from ahead and not behind. I have no business asking y'all what y'all think I should preach today. You say, well, Pastor, have you lost it? You better go back to God, man. <laughs> when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. I'm to lead from ahead and the sheep follow him. And they know his voice. The sheep knows the voice of God. Do you know God's voice? Let me let you in on something. Believers who fail to listen to the voice of God bring all kinds of life difficulties upon themselves. Believers who fail to listen to the voice of God bring all kinds of life difficulties among themselves. You will experience more setbacks because you don't know the voice of God. You will not discover God's will for your life because you don't know his voice. You will end up in the wrong place at the wrong time because you don't know the voice of God. You will be confused when you don't know the voice of God. You will be misdirected when you don't know the voice of God. You'll make bad financial purchases because you don't know the voice of God. You will marry the wrong mate because you listen to that man or that woman instead of God. You consistently make bad decisions because you're not listening to the voice of God. You will not have peace of mind and so much more when you do not listen to the voice of God. Let me let you in on something right now. It's big, it's right, but it's so simple. Listen, to read the word of God is to listen to the voice of God. You say, I don't know God's voice. I'm I'm waiting. God, tell me something. I'm waiting on an audible voice. I can't hear you. Can you talk a little bit louder, God? God, I'm looking for God to the east, and I'm going to look for God over here. Oh, I'm going to go back home to my hood, and I'm going to hear God. No, you're going to make a hot mess. (laughs) To read the word of the living God is to listen to The voice of God. Every time you read, matter of fact, when I approach this book in my study or in my sermon prep or whatever, you know what I say? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Just like Samuel did. Your servant is listening. And I'm on safe grounds when I'm hearing the written word of God speak to my spirit, my soul, and my heart. How do you minister to 
to your mind. Believers minister to their own mind by keeping it fixed on Jesus and not their circumstances. Believers minister to their own minds by keeping it fixed on Jesus and not their own circumstances. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the often finisher of our faith. It does not matter where life finds you or how bad things get. If we can just keep our minds ever so fixed on Jesus, he will help us get through the best and worst of times. Some of you now are in a hard place. Some of you now are at a crossroad. Satan is a specialist in getting us to divert our focus from Christ to our crises and life trials. You know, whatever's going on in your life, you just let that consume you. You let that mess with your mind. You start messing with each other. Your signals get crossed simply because you're not keeping your eyes fixed on Christ, who is the author and finish of our faith. How many of you want peace of mind? How many of you want peace? How many of you just want peace in your mind? The world is crazy. The world is confused. The world is upside down. But I submit to you today, you can have peace of mind. Well, I'm going to give you one scripture that will help you maintain or even secure peace of mind. And it's one for many of you that you already know. It's Isaiah 26, 3, which says, You will keep him in perfect peace. Did you hear that? Perfect peace. Perfect peace. The media can't mess with your peace. That husband that's agitating you can't disturb your peace. The wife that won't stop talking and keep pushing and pushing the boundaries and structure. She can't disturb your peace. You know. The bad news can't disturb your peace. The condition of your siblings can't disturb your peace. You will keep him in perfect peace, her in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Keep your mind fixed on Jesus. Because you trust in him. Because he trusts in you. Because he trusts in you. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you and that you is God. Keep your eyes fixed on God. Keep trusting God. Keep hoping in God. He will give you perfect peace in the midst of it all. You will not be rattled. You will not go run to the psychics. You'll not seek out all these life coaches. You won't have to have so many psychologists. You you don't need witches. You don't need the occult. You don't don't need any of that. You got Jesus. He's enough. How many of you know he's enough? It's not Jesus and psychics. It's not Jesus and the occult. It's not Jesus and your friends. Some of you run to people. People are not your God. God is your God. Jesus is your God. Number three, believers minister to their minds by purging it of anger, which is so destructive to our mind, body, and spirit. Believers minister to their minds by purging it of anger, which is so destructive 
to our mind, body, and spirit. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Beloved, the spirit of anger is at an epidemic proportion in our society. It's in many of your homes. It's in the workplace. It's on the highway with road rage. There are people that will run over people with trucks. There are people that will knock a child and his mama to Timbuktu. Just man, don't you give nobody the bird. Don't be so quick to honk your horn. You don't know who you honking at and you don't know what they got. Why don't y'all say amen? You better be patient on that road. People on the edge and they're crazy. They about to go off and they're going and you going off with them. Road rage, anger in the schools. How, how does a six year old boy intentionally kill his mama? What do you do with a six year old child? Anger, anger. I mean, anger is in the universities and even in the lowest church. They have fisticuffs and fights and such things or they at each other and they squabbling and won't stop. And people come to church angry. Angry. And that's why you can't, I ain't getting nothing. Well, you're not supposed to get nothing. Your anger won't let you get anything. How you gonna get anything with your mind all messed up like that? Out of control. When you cut that car off, you you ought to say, Lord, fix my mind and my spiritual posture so that I can worship you in a way that you deserve to be worshiped. Some of y'all come to church fighting like not even speaking. No, that's why if you're not speaking to each other, you sure not going to say amen in the church. <laughs> oh, how you doing, Sister Joe? Get back to the car and won't even speak to your husband. I, I wonder about people who can talk nice to everybody, pray with everybody, and can't talk nice to your husband. Can't talk nice to your wife. Can't be on one accord. What's wrong with y'all? Can you say Amen. I cannot overemphasize the spirit of anger enough because it is so detrimental to the mind. Anger is detrimental to the body and detrimental to the spirit. If Satan can keep you in a spirit of anger, he knows that you will allow your emotions and not the Holy Spirit to rule your life, which is so destructive to you and those around you. An angry mind causes you to react without thinking. It causes you to react without thinking. An angry mind will retaliate. An angry mind will lash out. An angry mind will cuss out. An angry mind will strike. It will hit, hit first and think later. And may not even think. An angry mind will cause you to abandon your family and be- abandon the church. It disturbs your spirit and keep you stressed and unsettled. It unsettles your mind. It steals your joy. Anger is deadly. Therefore, cry out to God and ask him to heal you of your anger. Also seek biblical counseling if necessary. Here's a scripture for you from the Amplified Translation. Proverbs 14, 29 says, he who is slow to anger has great understanding. He who is slow to anger has great understanding and profits from his self-control. But he who is quick tempered exposes and exalts his foolishness for all to see. Will you make a fool out yourself? Everybody see that you're a fool. You're a fool. When you're a fool, and you know, and fool, 
Food has no boundaries racial-wise, economic-wise. I don't care. You can be rich and be a fool, poor and be a fool. You can be any race and be a fool. You can be old and be a fool. And you can sure be young and be a fool. I said again, he who is slow to anger has great understanding and profits from his self-control. But he who is quick-tempered exposes and exalts his foolishness for all to see. Number four, saturating your mind with the truth of God's word will bring revival to your life, to your mind and life. Saturating your mind with, with the truth of God's word, saturating your mind with the truth of God's word will bring revival to your mind and life. Psalms 85, 6, the psalmist says, I love this passage. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Fasting and prayer is so essential because it ushers in revival. It is the truth of God's word that brings revival. You know what revival means? Revival means to live again. Some of you have stopped living spiritually and physically. It means to live again. You know what revival means? It means to quicken. It means to quicken. To quicken means to make alive something that's dry and stale. Revival means to give new life. Revival means to restore your life, spiritual restoration. A life that is spiritually dry, a life that is stagnant and stale comes from a mind and life that is deficient of the word of God. A revived mind leads to a revived life. When your mind has been revived, it leads to a revived life, which creates excitement, zeal, enthusiasm and passion. Psalms 119.107 says, revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Psalms 119.107. The word of God will refresh you. It will revive you. It will restore you. It will rejuvenate you. The word of God is so therapeutic for reviving one's mind, reviving one's life, and lifting the spirit of depression. This is a time for revival. Number five, to have A healthy spiritual mind, you must be determined to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. To have a healthy spiritual mind, you must be determined to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power. The word of God has divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Listen, the reason so many believers are losing ground to Satan in their thinking is because they are letting too many things into their minds. You're letting too many things in your mind that are detrimental to your mental health. Way too much in your mind. That's detrimental to your mental health. Beloved, you cannot have an open mind to all of Satan's cunning devices and expect to have good mental health. I said again, you cannot have an open mind. My mind is just open to everything. Ooh, that's crazy. You cannot have an open mind to all of Satan's cunning devices and expect to have good mental health. Therefore, take everything that is not of God That's not of whom, not of God, captive at the point of entry to your mind, to the obedience of Christ. Stop it before it gets in your mind, because if you let it in, you got to fight to get it out. 
What are some of the crafty devices Satan uses to infiltrate the minds of believers? What are some of the crafty devices Satan uses to infiltrate the minds of believers? Satan wants your mind, and here's some of the things he, he comes at you in your mind, and some of you let him in. He don't have to knock your door. The window of your mind is already open. He just prances into your mind. You have no fortification. He just prances in. What are some of the crafty devices Satan uses to infiltrate the mind of believers? He uses pornography, negativity, pride, inappropriate music, and comedy shows you're laughing at that's as nasty as they can be. It's got to be dirty for people to laugh at it. Listen, you walk with God. God will give you clean comedy and draw people there and you'll still make some overheads. You figure like the only way you can make money is it got to be dirty. Inappropriate music. He uses discouragement. That's a big one. False accusations. How many of you have been falsely accused about something? I'm, not, I'm the only one. Yeah, if you've been falsely accused, let me see your hands. Raise them up. Hold them up a while. Yeah, you let them down so quick. Hold them up. Boom, bind up. Falsely accused. I, I tell you, you know why you're being falsely accused? Let me just give you a foot on that for your information. You're being falsely accused because Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. That's what, that's what it's like. He's an accuser of the brethren. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.